Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Well, good evening, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio. I am your hostess with the most, Rosalind Jordan Mills, and welcome to Rosalind's Corner. Hey, I hope everybody's having a great day today. It's a little warm here in Southern California. Um, I know it's uh, across the states and across the nation. I know the weather's all different, and you know, way up north, uh, they're having a little snow. Oh, my goodness. So, look, tonight, you know, we always like to say T25CL. We always talk about our company and the great things that we're doing here at T25CL, Galaxy Talk Radio and Entertainment. We're an innovative company where we do, you know, great, great things with independent music artists, film, uh, authors, uh, spoken word, you know, and we just look for people who are out there who have the desire to get their music out there on a global scale, on a global platform. Let the world hear what you have to offer. Express that talent, everybody. Come on now. All right. Well, here we're at T25CL. No, we have so many things that's going on um, with our company and with our individuals. And First of all, we want to give a shout out to our brother, Rodney Best. Hey, you know what, our brother, we look for you to get back on that road of recovery. I know you're already on that road to recovery, okay? Get better soon, my brother, because we miss your voice on the radio, all right? But Miss Barbara, she's holding it down. Got to give my girl her props, all right, up there in the penthouse from Straight Talk from the Higher Brush. Um, All right, well, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, you know I'm... It's open forum, and tonight I'm going to cover a little bit, and, you know, I want you guys to call in, too, you know, with what's going on in our nation today and everything that's going on with the NFL, our brothers, and, uh, you know, what's going on with the, the uh, on the political side, you might want to say, um, but I want you to call in to our our radio show here at uh, T25CL, go to www.t25cl.com uh, and, you know, just uh, tune in to the show. I want you to share, you know, what you have to say about what's going on with the news today regarding, um, hey, our president and what he says about our football players, you know, and so many different views, you know, um, you might have a different view of what's going on uh, because, you know, when you think about the NFL and, you know, what uh, everyone on these teams are standing for, not only on these teams, but everybody, um, what they're standing for um, with regards to uh, our nation uh, coming together or being divisive, okay? Uh, we want to talk about the NFL and the president. 
you know, um, for, of course, from my view, it should have been a little, little bit more finesse of what we're saying because, you know, sometimes when you're not in that, in that realm of being an African-American, you're not an African-American, you haven't been in my shoes, you don't know what it's like to be in my shoes. You don't know what I'm going through as an African-American, as a black person, as, a, as an individual, um, and our history with this nation. Um, you know, when you have a president who says, you know, the NFL is a business that's going to hell, or he says, get them some of bees out of here, fire them. I mean, he's calling our, bro- our boys, you know, sons of bees, which is, you know, just really cutting a knife into it. I don't know. I've never heard of presidents, you know, using such language or even, you know, using such a stance, you know. Um, of course, and the thing of it is, is their view is that they're not going against the veterans. They're not going against, you know, being an American. They're going against the, the un- injustice that's taken place here in America. Uh, how can you call a racist, you know, KKK and the white supremacist? Uh, you know, uh, and the other group, uh, you know, good people when they're against, you know, other people who live different lifestyles. That's their lifestyle. I mean, you know, but to be so hateful, but he says they're good people. Uh, individuals, hey, people, y'all, you call in. Give me, give me your view. What, what do you think? What do you think is really happening with our nation today? Okay. Um, everybody just call in because I want to hear what you have to say. Um, let's see what's what's the what's the world saying here? Okay, let, let's let's go to here because it it says here yes the NFL viewership is down. No, it's not all Trump. The decline in football ratings probably has more to do with structural shift in media than any protests or presidential tweetings. That's what some people say. It says, but Puerto Rico is in ruins. North Korea is threatening to drop hydrogen bombs. Obamacare's repeal is slipping back into the grave from which it rose, which that's their opinion. And tax reform is languishing in Congress. Meanwhile, President Trump has tweeted 25 times since Saturday about the NFL ratings and the right of athletes to kneel during the national anthem. And he wants to make it a law. He wants to say, this, that should be changed. Okay, here we go. But the president whose fixation with attendance has been obvious from literally the second that he became president has repeatedly said the NFL's ratings were way down due to protests. Mm, well, I don't know about that. He even took personal credit for the league's decline viewership. Is the president right? Yes or no? I mean, it says yes, in that there is little question that football viewership, the jewel of the cable bundle, is in decline. And this is in itself is uh, an important media story. But also, no, since it's not clear that either the president or the protests are the primary culprit. It could be a lot of things during this time. First, the ratings. It's important to be aware headlines 
okay? It's important to beware. Headlines about bad ratings for one particular game or one specific week, okay? Football isn't like a television show that airs with the same characters on a weekly basis. Instead, there are 32 teams playing 17-week round-robin with four main television windows from NFL action. Early Sunday games airing, you know, at 1 p.m. on Eastern time. And then later later on Sunday, the games uh, airing around 4 p.m. Eastern time. And then Sunday night football on NBC and Monday night football on ESPN. So for any given week, ratings could easily be down in one window and up for another. And depending on the star power of the players, okay, because everybody has their favorite team, and the quality of the game, and the popularity of the competing, the, the competing shows. So with that said, the general, the general uh, trend is down, is down in almost every window for the last four years. Last year, the NFL's decline accelerated due to the, an uptick in what they call cord cutting, a blockbuster presidential election, and a, a raft of, of what you call non-competitive games, okay? Uh, but this year, the NFL's ratings, uh, the picture through three weeks is kind of, you know, not really clear, kind of muddled. But during the preseason, ratings were up. In the first, first, uh, first couple of weeks, ratings declined in two-thirds of the NFL's window. So in the third week, after the presidential co- after the president's comment, there was a little evidence, there was little evidence, let me repeat that, there was little evidence of a Trump effect. Ratings were up from some games, okay, down on Saturday, I mean on Sunday night, and up again on Monday for the Dallas Cowboys, everybody loves the Dallas Cowboys, who prevailed over the Arizona Cardinals after taking a collective knee before the national anthem, okay? So the most accurate this year for 2017, the summary of NFL ratings is that mostly was flat or down, but up whenever the Cowboys play. We you know, you know, the Cowboys, that's what you call it. Mean, all our football teams are, you know, uh, um, the Americans, you know, but I don't know, something about the Dallas Cowboys, all right? So what's behind the decline in football ratings? Okay? This is a multi-billion dollar question. Okay, television networks and carriers such as ESPN and DirecTV have committed $50 billion to the NFL until early 2020. Okay, they have committed $50 billion. The U.S. companies spend more than $4 billion annually on ads alone during the game. So the decline of NFL viewership is, is seen as uh, as an omen for the demise of the cable bundle, but it's difficult to say, you know, to say for sure why ratings are declining. Nobody knows for sure. Last year, NFL viewership was down 12% annually during the presidential election, right, looking at the, re- the election, uh, leading many, including you know, other people, to suggest that the blockbuster campaign was the primary reason for the decline. But after the election, Viewership was still down 5% through the end of the season in January. 
So some high-profile surveys, they, they blame Colin Kaepernick, and everybody knows him. He's the young man who started it all, okay? And other pregame protesters. And there is no question that many Americans are personally offended by pregame demonstrations, but this explanation is unsatisfying for two reasons. First, Kaepernick isn't an NFL team, okay, in, in 2017. Okay, Kaepernick is not a team. And we won viewership this year was even lower than 2016 in some windows. What's more, there is some evidence that the number of people who watched any part of the NFL game increased in 2016, and the ratings only dropped because fewer people watched until the end. Okay, so this suggests that the quality of the gameplay, not the tenor of politics, was the more important culprit. Okay, but each of these explanations are specific to football, which means they ignore the larger and more important truth. Ratings are down for everything except for cable news. Let that sit for a second. Out of 78 prime broadcast series that aired in both 2016 and 2017, only one, which is ABC's The Bachelor, hello somebody, increased viewership among people under 50, okay? But just about every live sport is dealing with the same problem. NASCAR, although praised by Trump for his, you know, the feisty, you know, being up there to and, and, and standing for the national anthem, opened its most recent playoffs with the lowest rating ever. That that one's it. Last year, the NBA had some of its lowest rating games ever as well. Okay? So these facts cry out for a broader, you know, structural explanation. Okay? One is that Trump's nonstop news cycle has become a more entertaining sport than, well, sports itself. Okay? But here is an even more important one. Five years ago, there was hardly a million what they call cord cutter households. Today, there are an estimated seven million. That's an exodus from pay television the size of the Virginia and New Jersey combined. It's inconceivable that this would have no effect whatsoever on NFL ratings. But rather, football is more, what you call, buoyant cargo aboard a sinking ship, they might want to say. When you talk about cord cutting, cord cutting has been going on for a while. The decline in football viewership is more recent. So how do these stories ever match up? How do these stories match up? The cord-cutting revolution is concentrated among young people, while households over 55 are actually watching more TV than ever. 
I mean, to put it bluntly, older Americans die at higher rates. Come on, somebody. And young Americans find themselves torn between many TV options. I mean, in this way, football will find uh, that its um, a consumer base is structurally bounded by entertainment abundance on, on one hand and, and morality on the other. That ought to lead not to an audience explosion or implosion, but to a slow and steadily overall decline. So many things is going on in this nation, people, okay? So many things is going on. Right now, it's the football and the president. All right? Got a caller calling in from New York. Caller, who's on the line? And what's your comment or question? Oh, hi, it's Lisa. Um, good topic tonight. Uh, I think everyone's talking about this. Um, it's good, you know, I think, well, I have a comment, and my comment is that, you know, it's pretty good that, you know, we're talking about it as a nation, about mm-hmm. what CAP stood for, but I think, you know, within the last few days or so, Trump sort of co-opted the narrative, and now it's all about, uh, I guess, standing and protesting against Trump. So I always tell people, you know, who stands with CAP, that we need to reclaim our time, like Maxine Waters would say, you know, reclaim the narrative because it's not about, you know, protesting Trump. That's not what CAP stood for. And that, that's not what this is about. It's about the injustice and inequality that certain factions of people, American citizens, face in this country. And so, you know, I think we need to keep an eye on the ball and, you know, I think it's a good thing. Um, I don't know if it's uh, a means to an end or, you know, if this is just, you know, I don't know. But I definitely, you know, agree with the spotlight that it's, you know, bringing to the inequality and injustice. And I have a feeling that a lot of the ratings are down because a lot of people are, you know, protesting for various reasons. You know, the CTE is coming to light. You know, they just... Aaron Hernandez's report was just released about his brain damage, and he was at advanced stages of Advanced stage, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. That, oh, you know what? That was amazing. For them to find out this about this young man, they said that his uh, CTE advancement should have been the advancement of a 60, if not older, 70-year-old man. And here he was, what, in his early, maybe late 20s, early 30s? 28, I think. Okay. So this young man, oh, I mean, that's a whole other story within itself when we talk about CTE. But go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, but, you know, I was just saying, leading into that, you know, a lot of people are, you know, second-guessing these sports that are, you know, sort of violent. You know, and and there's you know a faction of people you know I have you know I have to say within the black community are discussing you know how most of these teams are you know seventy percent African Americans and how these sports uh, revolve around the destruction of black bodies like you literally are destroying your body for the entertainment of you know, the 1% pretty much, because these guys make millions, but the people who own them make billions, you know. So we we have to be careful and understand what we're dealing at with and what we're looking at when we see boxing and, and football, because, you know, in my opinion, they're not sports. But, you know, I guess that's another topic for another show also. So that was my comment. 
Not really. I mean, it's sports. You know, you run a ball, you throw a ball. But you know, anything <laughs> that involves, you know, the destruction of a body, you know, and the whole purpose is to really destroy the body. You're literally running the ball and crashing your head, crashing your body for the entertainment for some people, you know. And and, and I always tell my friends, you know, it's very unpopular, but, you know, I, I really don't find enjoyment in watching grown men run around and get paid for throwing a ball. You know, however many teams there are and how many players there are, we can have that many people focusing on social change and, and the betterment of society and we as human people, you know, but that's just my stance. So I've never been into football, you know, because I just really didn't understand how, mm-hmm. how men, you know, running around throwing a ball could make so much money, so much more than a surgeon or, a you know, a teacher. It just made no sense to me, but it is. It yeah. is what it is. I, 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 you know, I'm on the other side of the spectrum because when I was just a young teenager, I used to sit down uh, in my in the playroom with my dad, and we used to sit there and watch football. My mama used to be looking for me. I'm downstairs watching football with daddy. Um, hmm. And then uh, when I married uh, Philip Jordan. Uh, he was a basketball player, you know, MVP in playing, you know. So uh, for me, I, I, I love sports. I, I do. I, I, I see what you're talking about when they get paid so many millions and millions of dollars to throw a ball, you know, but it's all in the technique and the, you know, the agility and, you know, and all the people, fans who love to come watch it. Spectator. It's a spectator sport. Um, but... Um, uh, when you talk about, but do you know where spectator sports that, came from? Oh, come on, come on with it. Or, come on with you know, it. well, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not 100 percent, but I've definitely heard the tale of this it going sort of like this. You know, football, basketball, all these things that kind of appease society and give you some sort of escapism from everyday life. You know, mm-hmm. these sort of spectator sports came up along the time when you know dictators were coming up. And they didn't want the population to keep their mind on the fact that their bellies were hungry because there was no bread and no food and milk in the fridge. So mm. they decided to get spectator sports. So, you know, it's sort of kind of like a time, even you see a Super Bowl, uh, NBA this, literally the whole nation is captured. No yeah. one's eyes on the ball. No one's really thinking of anything except being captured by these people running around with the ball. And they're captivated. That's the thing. They are very, they are captivated with you know these mm-hmm. superstars, these mega stars, and how they entertain. And and not only that, you know the entertainment <clears throat> that's surrounding them, you know, and and their lifestyles, and you know, and and their cribs, and their and their rides, and you know, and who they dating, and all this kind of good stuff. But you know, um, it's how uh, it's how society is today. You know, and you think about, you know, it, it takes people's minds off of, you know, their hardships or whatever the case may be in their, whatever's going on in their life. People want to watch football. They want to watch hockey. They want to watch basketball. They want to watch baseball. They want to watch tennis. All these are spectator sports. They want to watch the NASCAR. They want to watch uh, golf. They want to watch, you know, golf. You know, you find them falling around a little tiny ball, you know. So it's, 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 um, it's what uh, the society is made up 
in today. You know, it, it's what's going on today. But even going back here with Trump, nobody should be surprised to find that Trump is patting himself on the back for this development, you know, when it was declined, because the president has a habit of taking credit for structural shifts that his tenure has merely inherited. He only been in, 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 in office, well, how many, six, six seven, seven months, eight months? I mean, for example, he took credit for his first, what do you call, million, million jobs, even though job growth had been shown from a level that, that the president uh, previously criticized as too low, okay? But to, the, but to that extent there, that, to that, but to the extent that um, there is a Trump effect at work, it is mostly the president's ability to turn everything into a story about attention metrics. Okay, NFL viewership was one, and it was it was it was once an uh, what you call a, a crane, what they call an a crane tabulation, which only TV execs and sports media insiders uh, obsessed over. It has become a, a kind of national referendum uh, on the president, social injustice, social justice. And the propriety of, of, of pre-game protests, you know, under this president. So many things going on under this president. And nothing escapes what you call political politicalization, especially ratings. So you have so many things going on with this president. And it, unfortunately, it's not good. You know, it, it's not good. Uh and I, I, well, my prayer is for this nation is just for us to really get it together. Um, you have, you know, fans who say they're, they're, they're walking out or walking away from the NFL. How long do people don't go and walk away from the NFL? They know they're going to come back. And then you have the distance between Trump and, and, and Obama's reaction to, 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 uh, to them kneeling. Okay? Everybody has their own, um, own opinion. But they got to realize that. It, People are not kneeling, going against, um, you know, um, the, the, the veterans. Even Trump, when they was when they were singing the national anthem, when they was having the uh, the uh, before the elections, everybody was hand holding their hand over their heart, but him. So now all of a sudden, now he's so patriotic. So I, you know, it's just so many things that can be put together, taken apart, put together again. And I, I, you know, I don't know. Um, so many things that's going on. How about Obamacare? <laughs> Ooh. What, what can you say about Obamacare, Lisa? You know, <clears throat> at this point, I really feel like, you know, the old saying, if it's, don't, it's not broke, then don't try to fix Same it. Broke. I fix it. And, yeah. you know, it's only as broke as the other side is trying to make it broke. You know, it, there's an intentional sabotage going on. When they say it's failing, it's failing, and the, us, the American people are, don't understand what do you mean Obamacare is failing. It's because they understand, you know, behind closed doors, they're sabotaging it. So, mm -hmm. you know, hopefully, you know, they can make some sort of hybrid and keep some and, you know, tweak some because I, I think I did notice a spike in my premiums when it, you know, Obamacare came into effect. But how I understand it is that that little spike that I, I took would help someone else 
So that was the whole premise of this thing anyway. So we had to all be on board with that understanding. We are kind of our brother's keeper. So, you know, I'm kind of confused (laughs) with it all. You know, I just think that we everyone should have health care and this thing with the veterans coming back and not having health care, they should get health care from anyone, any doctor, anywhere, you know, for free. They, oh <clears throat> yes. I was about to say that. I was about to say that. If he is so much for you know, health care for everyone, which I, I I I don't see it, but veterans should be getting free health care. They're over there fighting for our nation, you know, giving their lives for our nation, them and their families, them and their families should be able to get free health care. I know that Obama told him when he got in the office, if you want to change Obamacare, go right ahead. Make it better. Mm Mm-hmm. Make it better. But here he wants to strip Medicaid. He wants to strip and make the rich. Oh, that's another story. Okay, let's calm down. Bring it down. Bring it down. Well, can I say one thing? You're here at T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio here at Roswell's Corner. Go ahead, Lisa. Go ahead. I just wanted to kind of tie it into the topic that you had at the top of the show about Colin Kaepernick. And how, you know, it it says a lot about, I guess, our president and this administration and the temperature of the country when they see every day, we see every day how we are not taking care of our veterans. It's been known that we're not taking care of our veterans and that we need to do better by them. But at the same time, they get in hot water and, and, you know, cable companies want to return money and things. And and now it's a big divide because someone wants to take a kneel, which these veterans fought for their right to do. So, you know, it's like we're all up in the air about this. These people have a right to kneel, Mm -hmm. protest, you know, how they feel, you know, the First Amendment. But that's, that's another topic I wanted to ask you about. And, and, you know, they want to lean on, you know, the veterans fought for this and died for this flag for these reasons, and you're not respecting it. So to me, it's kind of an oxymoron. Well, you know, you know, people got to realize why he even started that in the first place. You know, right. they're taking it so way out of context of where he first started this because he Started the, he started that kneeling because of the injustice that was taking place with African-Americans being shot down like animals. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, this white boy who goes in, excuse me, that goes in this church and kills all these nine people, they take him off, bring him by McDonald's because he was hungry, and then brings him to jail. Tell me what's wrong with that picture. But they kneel on this gym, on the on the brother who said, I can't breathe, I can't breathe because he was out there selling cigarettes. Or he shoots the one brother in the back. Or a sister, she finds herself hung in a jail. Or so much. So much. So, I, you know, uh, it, it, it's really disturbing what's going on in this nation today. Well, um, how about this, talk, uh, one last One last thing. Because, you know, I try to take in all sides of the story, even though I don't agree with some news 
broadcast. I listen to them and hear what their argument is. And they're saying that Cap, you know, Colin Kaepernick had no right to his First Amendment because he was at work, and that for some reason, when you're at work, your First Amendment right isn't the same as if you were at home and on your own time. So this is now their whole argument that he should, you know, do that on his own private time. But in the same breath, you see people doing things on their own private time and getting fired from work for saying their private political views in their private time. So, you know, it's kind of like a catch-22. We're at a strange place right now in the country, and language and vocabulary matters, and, you know, the communication is important. And like I said in the beginning, I think they're taking the narrative and changing it. Like you said, it's about, you know, injustice in our country and, you know, not just police brutality, but that's a big part of it, but it has a economic portion, educational portion, a political portion, a legal portion. You know, there's things that CAT stands for, or should I say, you know, kneels for, that the greater population isn't quite getting. Exactly, exactly. And and for my listeners out there, uh, because some people don't know what the First Amendment is, and the First Amendment of the United States Constitution prohibits governmental interference in the rights to freedom of religion and expression. Freedom of expression covers the freedom of speech, the press, the right to assembly, and the right to petition the government. So freedom of religion is protected by the separation of church and state clause, which prevents any one religion from becoming the state's official religion to the detriment of others. That's why we have so many different religions, Baptists, Methodists, Christians, Protestants, uh, you know, Jewish, Catholic, you know, you have that freedom. Freedom of speech underpins the First Amendment, but is not entirely without limitations. See, the government can lawfully interfere if, they're, if they have grounds to. And such grounds might include like potential breach of peace by the use of hate speech. Hello, KKK. Hello, uh, uh, white supremacists and um, skinheads and uh, uh, what was that other group? Okay. Obscenity or advocating crime. The same rules apply to the press who are granted no special dispensation. So the right to assemble only extends to peace and lawful assembly. The government can legally require that any assembly with crime intended disperse. Okay, with any crime intended, they had to disperse. Related to this is the right to petition the government for for policy change, as it is lawful to assembly for this reason. The converse implication of the First Amendment is that in addition to freedom of speech and expression, U.S. citizens cannot be compelled to say or express anything in particular or to associate with certain groups. So you have the freedom, okay? You have the freedom. So it didn't say about, but if you're on your job, you don't have freedom no more. I don't see that. I don't see that here. 
So there are many things that people try to put into, you know, their own context, their own, uh, uh, um, um, you know, imagination or their own soliloquies that they want to change uh, or extend it out. People, people, if we could just give, what do they say? Just, can we get back to basics? Looks like we got another caller on the line. Caller, give us your name. Where are you calling in from? Yes, hi, this is Alex. How are you? I am doing fantastic. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Just tired on a hump day. That's it. <laughs> Hello. That's right. This is hump day. Hump day. I know. Yeah. Huh? Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, I, we was going, going over some stuff here about the NFL and about the First Amendment and Colin Kaepernick and, and, and Trump and, you know, his, his umpteen tweets. Just too and, much. The tweets, the tweets, the tweets, the tweets, the tweets, you know, and, 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 and I, I, what is your, what is your take on all this, Alex? It's, it's, it's just, it's a lot, you know, <laughs> I, I don't even know, I mean, what to say, it's just so much, this, um, uh, this president, I don't even want to call him the president, but this, whatever tweeter in charge, um, yeah. he, <laughs> He has so much, I mean, it's so much going on every day. You can't even keep up with um, with what what's going on, right, from the Russia collusion, from the uh, uh, his racist uh, undertone messages that he's given to everyone. And then, it, 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 to me, it seems like he is um, he's doing all of this stuff to detract from something else. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I'm not saying that he's doing it and, and he's not genuine about the things that he's saying because I do believe he's a racist. And any of us who come from New York, who's had exposure to them, because that's where they're from, we know about him. And I wish more New Yorkers would talk up about him and his daddy because mm-hmm. they've been racist from day one, right? Now, yes. the, the the part that's confusing to me is, all of these things that have come out during the investigation from both the Senate uh, committee and um, and Mueller's investigation, any other president, black, white, or purple, if they would have done any of these things, they would have been impeached a long time ago. President well, Clinton was impeached for lying. This guy, this Trump has obstructed justice, has uh, blatantly lied colluded with other countries that uh, have don't have our best interests at heart, and he's still able to sit there, hold a nuclear football, and continue with his racist rants every day. So to okay. me, this is all confusing. Yes, yes. And the thing of it is, we're, we hear of, uh, of uh, you know, undertones of impeachment. Uh, you know, people are behind the scenes, and you hear about, you know, we need to get him out of here kind of thing, you know, but, uh, you know, it, I, I don't know, because we don't know if Pence is any better. Ladies and gentlemen, you're here at T25CL, Galaxy Talk Radio here at Roslyn's Corner. Like I said, we're an innovative company, tuning in and dealing with the issues of the world, not only entertainment, health and wellness, but, you know, this affects us as people, as a nation, as a company, as a Black-owned company. And so we continue to, you know, express, you know, uh, these are expressions of individuals, not of the company itself. Uh, but T25CL, we do 
um, look to for the greater good of everyone out here in these streets. Um, but we want you to tune into our shows, our other radio shows. On Monday night, we have Compton Politics with Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. Tuesday night, we have Barbara McGee and with our friend uh, Rodney Best. Uh, wishing him, the, like I said before I started my show, we wish him the best on his re- road to recovery. And, of course, my show on Wednesday night. Tomorrow night, we got Corey Jeffries with Soul Vibrations. And then, ladies and gentlemen, soon coming in November, a brand new show on Friday night called, called, somebody shout it out. Oh, hello. Friday Night Confessions. Oh, Friday Night Confessions. Yes. <laughs> I y'all got you. lost there. Y'all got lost there. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to plug you guys. Here we go. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, Friday Night Confessions, ladies and gentlemen, with none other than our girl Alex and Lisa. They're going to be they gonna be bringing it to you on Friday Night Confessions. And then, of course, mm-hmm. on Saturday, Saturday we have uh, at uh, 10 a.m. on California time, we have United We Stand with none other than the Chief, Andre Ward. And then California time at 1 o'clock, 4 o'clock Eastern time, we have In This Place with Brother Daryl, Brian, and Ron. And they are going to be bringing it to you as well. Man, look, ladies and gentlemen, we, are gl- we have it going on with our radio shows. And Friday Night Confessions, man, just the title itself is going to give pique your interest. Okay, wow. Who's going to be confessing to what? What do we have to confess? And what do we need to have revealed to us so we can really reach down into our souls and say, wait a minute, I need to change. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you've been here at T25CL's Galaxy Talk Radio here at Roswell's Corner. It's been a great, great show. And there's so much more that can be said uh, Wow, about what's going on in our nation. I, I I feel so um I don't know the, even the word for it. It's uh like Jimmy Kimmel. He you know he's been the spokes advocate against uh Trump and the Obamacare and the health care of the nations. You know uh, starting with his little boy. You know he said yeah okay Trump yeah I, me and my wife plan to have a a, a baby with a, a congenital heart disease and, and needed, uh, uh, you know, he needed healing, needed surgery. Yeah, we really planned this, you know. And, you know, he's just really saying, we don't plan these things. But if there is health care out there that Obama has started, and that's another thing, the reason he don't want it is because Obama's name's on there. And that's just Ross and Jordan Mills' opinion. But the fact of the matter is, is that people are seeing that you just need to leave it alone. Like Lisa was saying, if it ain't broke, why fix it? Um, it's just um, so many things that our nation is, is, is facing. And then on top of that, what about Hurricane Irma, Hurricane Harvey, Hurricane Jose and Maria, Puerto Rico, Mexico with both of those earthquakes? People are sending aid down there in Mexico, and the warlords and the cartel are stealing. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, they are stealing water, bidding on the food and everything that's going on down there in Mexico. It's sad what these people are going on. 
are, are facing down there in Mexico. And then on top of that, Trump is having this uh, construction company who is uh, formulating building the wall. Okay, they're doing their prototype as we speak. Another thing, Harvey, you haven't forgotten about our brothers and sisters there in, in Texas, in Houston, Texas, and, and the surrounding states. Miami and Florida, all those the cities down there, and Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is part of the United States, y'all. But here, Trump is so delved and so, so, so um, interested in the NFL and what the people are trying to express themselves. Instead of saying, well, they do have a right to their opinions, and I understand where they're coming from, as long as we Can all say one thing? And respect, and, and respect, and, and respect our nation and our veterans. But they're, what are they standing for? They're standing for a right and the injustice that's going on with people of color, with what's going on with the corrupt police. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's really sad. But what were you about to say, Lisa, or was that Alex? Oh, I was just going to say, um, I think you're familiar with the Jones Act. Um, I learned a little lesson earlier today that, you know, they suspended the Jones Act when it came to the disaster in Florida and Texas. But for some reason, he spoke out today and says, you know, he does not want to suspend the Jones Act for Puerto Rico. You know, so, you know, the Jones Act just makes it harder from non-U.S., you know, nations to donate any type of food and send any type of vessels over that way, you know, due to the Jones Act, which says, that, you know, only... Yeah, in Puerto Rico, you know, they well, Puerto Rico what happened Puerto, was Puerto United States. Right. That's what I was saying. But for some reason he was on the White House lawn today before he took off and he's saying, you know, you know, it just so happened in the last few weeks they had to suspend the Jones Act for Florida and for Texas for non US nations to bring over food and, and aid. So now when it comes to Puerto Rico, he doesn't want to suspend the Jones Act, which means that Puerto Rico can only get aid from American vessels. And if for some reason, when the American vessels are coming through, it's creating some sort of bottleneck. So it's really complicated, but at the same time, you're familiar with the Jones Act. I just feel like he should suspend it for Puerto Rico, too, so other nations besides the U.S. can get food to them. Yeah, Because, because he it's says fair. it's too hard. Oh, and well, I think they're blocking yeah, Cuba. Yeah, he was Right, he was saying that you got to understand that uh, to get to Puerto Rico, you got to use boats because there's no roads to Puerto Rico. But to, to, for people to understand what the Jones Act, they said that the Jones Act is an obscure, obscure century-old law that requires all goods ferried between U.S. ports to be carried on ships built, owned, and operated by Americans. Okay, Puerto Rico is America. I don't care if it's just water between us and, and the mainland. But still America. Now critics say it's making it difficult to, difficult to get critical supplies into Puerto Rico. Well, the ship. But the Jones Act, you know, they're saying the Jones Act, when it was established in 1920, was meant to promote shipping by U.S.-owned and operated vessels. And that's built. The Jones and Act. that's America's problem. Yes. If yes. the boats aren't built here, then that excludes them, according to the Jones Act. Mm -hmm. And a lot of things in America are not built 
So maybe that's the one linchpin that's holding this whole thing up. But that Jones Act is causing problems for Puerto Rico, although they decided to suspend it for Florida and Texas. And what does that tell you? What does that tell you? Right. There's a favoritism going on, and I can go on with my opinion on why that's happening, but, yeah. Yeah. He specifically said today that he doesn't think he's going to do it because a lot of American vessels are saying that they don't want it. But that's, of course, they would say that because they want to have first dibs on the business and the exporting to that area, you know, whatever resources, they want to capitalize on it. They want to. They don't want to allow Cuba to bring in goods, even though Cuba wants to bring in stuff to Puerto Rico because they're very near to there in proximity, you know, geographically. Yeah, yeah. But today, yeah. our president denied Puerto Rico denied that to them. But they said that there was a ship on the way. They even showed it on the news. There's a huge humanitarian um, American Red Cross ship, and there was more ships on the way. Uh, to Puerto Rico, um, you know, and, and the the woman who's the governor there, white woman, American, saying, Trump, come on, we need help. That whole island, the whole island of Puerto Rico is devastated. I, ladies and gentlemen, I don't understand it the humanitarian act and, and, and everything that needs to take place in that country. They need the help. You know? I, and I understand. You think about what's going on in this world, just this world. You know, I think about these last days that we're living in. These days are, I think it's just like Chiva said, we need, we need an off, we need an off planet. Come on, somebody. An off planet you know, uh, rescue. Something needs to take place. Um, and, and it's very difficult, but it starts with, you know, with people understanding. I mean, love your brother. You love your neighbor. I mean, you want help. So why wouldn't you want to help others? But then there you go with the, the, the political aspect and the economic aspect and, you know, social aspect and, no, I don't like him because he's black. I don't like him because he's white. I don't like him because he's Mexican. They come over here taking over. Yada, yada, yada. You got all these things going on, you know. Um, and they say when, when something happens to America, Americans rally together. But then when it's, when it's in-house, we're tearing each other apart. Ladies and gentlemen, where is it going to end? Well, you've been here at T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio. Do you have any last uh, comment for us, uh, Alex, or tell us a little bit about your show coming up in November. Yeah, um, I just wanted to comment on something that kind of goes along with the theme of what we've been talking about tonight. And mm-hmm. um, one of the things I was talking, I was thinking about was um, the, I can't remember, the the girl that just recently got killed at the hotel in Chicago, right? And um, the I, I want to say her name is Tamika James, something like that. Tamika Jenkins. Tamika Jenkins, yeah. And we 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 wonder why um, we're looked at in such a way, and you know, as a people, uh, black people, and um, you know, after uh, Shamika Jenkins uh, got killed, 
there was several different um, social media, I guess, um, challenges uh, in reference to this young lady that was very embarrassing to us as a race. And, and it, it, when I was looking at it and hearing about this, these challenges that they have going on, it made me realize that, you know, we got a lot of work to do for each other. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because, you know, for them to be um, uh, using such a tragic situation and, and doing uh, that deplorable challenge that they had is such a negative reflection on us as a people. They already talked bad about us. And then for this thing to be out there like that, it just made me realize that we we got a problem as a as a group of people. Our priorities are skewed. We got a long way to go. Yes, yes, we do. We do a long, long, hard road that we have to travel. Well, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, we've been here at T25CL, Galaxy Talk Radio. Tune in tomorrow, Thursday night with Corey Jeffries, and, of course, Saturday with the chief himself. All right. Well, we want to thank uh, Lisa and my 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 Lisa, my my faithful caller inners. <laughs> we want to thank you for calling in and sharing your opinion and what's going on with the nation. And we look forward to you starting your show, which is gonna be real soon. That's right around the corner, y'all. October is next week. Hello, somebody. So. <laughs> We want to thank everybody for calling in and those who listen in. Of course, the show has been uh, recorded, and you can go back and listen to the show because I know you're going to have some questions or comments. You might want to call in next time, okay? Uh, so without further ado, I want to say everyone have a great night. Good night, everybody. Good night. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.